So today we're talking dating. I've got the perfect girl for you. <sighs> Janice, I apologize to you if I don't seem real eager to jump into a forced, awkward, intimate situation that people like to call dating. I don't like the feeling. You're sitting there, you're wondering, do I have food on my face? Am I eating? Am I talking too much? Are they talking enough? Am I interested? I'm not really interested. Should I play like I'm interested, but I'm not that interested? But I think she might be interested, but do I want to be interested? But now she's not interested. So now all of a sudden I'm getting, I'm starting to get interested. And when am I supposed to kiss her? Do I have to wait for the door? Because then it's awkward. It's like, well, good night. Do you do like the ass out hug? Where you like, you hug each other like this and the ass sticks out because you're trying not to get too close. You just go right in and kiss him on the lips. So don't kiss him at all. It's very difficult trying to read the situation. And all the while you're just really wondering, are we going to get hopped up enough to make some bad decisions. Well, that's one view of dating from the irrepressible Vince Vaughn in a scene from Wedding Crashes where his PA tries to set him up. Let's face it, dating is a minefield at the best of times, but today we're going to chat about getting back out there after a long or serious or simply intense relationship. Hi, I'm Catherine Feeney and this is The Sweet Spot, your one-stop shop on love relationships, sex and marriage. Joining us on the program today, Denny Jones from the School of Attraction with some serious coaching advice for anyone looking to get back out there. And we're going to catch up with someone who has been through exactly what we're talking about. That's right, Jesse Konstantinov from Married at First Sight, who unfortunately didn't end up with his TV bride, Michelle. How's he getting back into the swing of things? We'll find out in just a second. But joining me first for a bit of a chat about all things dating, my fellow journalist and romance watcher, Erin Willing from A Current Affair. Hello, Erin. How are you going? Hello, I am good. It's so <laughs> excited to be talking about this. I know. Now, I didn't have Tinder when I was dating back before I met my husband. No, in some neither ways, I kind I. of wish I did. Yeah. Really? Really? Well, it, That's an it interesting sounds, take. It sounds like a fun way to, you know, meet people and maybe scratch a little itch. Well, this, it is <laughs> this is true. But all those people you've got to navigate through, the pool well, is so much bigger. But is it easier than meeting someone at a bar? Like, this is the thing that I used to hate about being single. You would have to go to a bar, get all dressed up, yep. and talk to guys, and they might not even be the kind of guy that you're into. With Tinder, it's just swipey, swipey, swipe. This yes is true, no. yeah. Look, yeah. I met my husband at a pub, so I, I get where you're coming from. I was the pub mm -hmm. meet, and this the whole Tinder thing is a whole different game. That's um, true. It has, I think there's good points and bad points, though. Okay, good points. Immediately, what would be a couple of your good points? Look, you can flick through guys while sitting on the couch in your pyjamas. Yes. I think Maybe that with a glass of wine. Maybe with know? a glass of wine, but comfy, comfy. hopefully don't get um, a little bit too uh, swipe happy with that glass of wine. <laughs> but apparently, I was doing some research about this, and some social psychologists actually think that you're better... Your Tinder game is better if you've had a little bit to drink because, this is why, because when you're intoxicated, you make decisions based on a fragment of understanding, which is basically <laughs> just a, a nice way of saying you have no filter when you're drunk <laughs> and that makes you better at Tinder. I don't know if, that, if that's right or wrong. Hey, that's what social psychologist Claude Steele had to say. Look, but what do you think some of the downsides of Tinder are, Erin? Again, there is a huge pool of men to go through, so you probably have mm -hmm. to go through however many frogs before you may find a prince. Yes. Um, even yes. swiping. You have to look at those awful profile pictures as they <gasps> pop up. 
And I don't know. I, I mean, I know you don't um, know much about a person when perhaps you meet them out in a social situation. Mm. But in the same breath, do you really know that much about the guy that could be creeping onto you online and how rehearsed are his lines, that sort of thing? But look, all of yeah. that said, I know of two marriages out of Tinder, one who's getting yes. married just in, in a month's time, another yes. one who's already happily married, and uh, another person who has just had a baby after meeting the love of their life on Tinder. So there's got to be something in it. It's more... It, I mean, there's a, there is potential for more than just random hookups on Tinder. There is the potential for, for love. Um, as you said, you might have to go through a, a bunch of heartache and, and bad dates <laughs> before you get there. Yeah. But are you, have you just, are you down with the, the word and the language of Tinder? There's no, like a whole no. language you've got to be across. Absolutely not. It's a whole other form of language. And you get one thing wrong, you might be implying a whole other thing, which is a little bit worrying. Yes. Like, for instance, apparently if you say, like, in your profile, hi, I'm an active person, as opposed to it implying that you go for jogs often, apparently it just means that you have a lot of sex. <laughs> See, so, I would not have known that. that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, do you know what sapiosexual means? No. What does sapiosexual mean? So this is some of the terminology. So some people in their profiles describe themselves as being sapiosexual, which means that you are sexually attracted to highly intelligent people. So I, I like that. Like if I, in a pub scenario, could have said, Catherine Feeney here, sapiosexual. <laughs> I would like save me that, a lot of hassle. Aren't you a little bit worried about how picky that person is being? If yeah. they're putting that in their profile to start with? Mm, I mean, mm. I don't know, when you meet somebody, I think you can gauge pretty quickly well, I guess on the surface, what type of person they are, is there any chemistry there, is there a spark there? Whereas on yes. something like Tinder or one of these other dating uh, sites, they could just be a really good writer or they could just be quite funny and there's no sexual attraction there at all. All right, well, let's talk to someone who is on the dating game land circuit presently. That, of course, is Jessie from Married at First Sight. Now, we loved watching you in Married at First Sight, Jessie, and I'm so glad that you can join us in the Sweet Spot studio. Hello, how are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing pretty good, yourself? <laughs> great, <We're> good. great. <laughs> Even better talking to you. Now, listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's my line. <laughs> Jessie, how, how are you going post-Married at First Sight? You, you're single, you're back in the dating game. Is the wedding ring off? Well, the wedding ring was off, you know, as soon as I became single. So, um, You'll back out in the prowl pretty quickly. Is that what you're I saying, Jesse? Like, I, am, I am single. Like, you know, I haven't really been dating too much, to be honest. I'm going to wait for things to settle down. Mm. Um, but, you know... If opportunities present itself, I'm definitely going to take it with open arms. Now, Jesse, you uh, and Michelle did have quite a good relationship there, even though it didn't blossom into the love that we perhaps all hoped it would. Are you still yeah. in touch with her? Yeah, you know, we, we still chat here and there. No, it's good. We have a good um, friendship going, so it's great. And before we get into what you're doing now, uh, just with the relationship with you and Michelle, there was probably a bit more to everything then went down than what we got to see on telly. Is there anything that you just want to put on the record right now? Oh, well, you know, we we sort of like, like, okay, like, when we were in Sydney, we both felt like we were in a bit of a plateau. You know, I guess yeah. you'd say we both felt like we were roommates rather than, you know, ha having a really good relationship. Mm. Um, we got along well, but, you know, there was no spark between us. And when we went to Adelaide, 
everything changed. Like, you know, we we felt something. Like, you know, I was excited about showing her Adelaide and she was excited to see Adelaide. And, you know, it was it was something, it was definitely a lot different, you know, than what we were in Sydney. And the same in retrospect to when we went to Perth. I remember when we were in the Perth airport waiting to come back um, to Sydney and Mish was showing me so much affection that I've never, never received from her before. Mm, that must have been confusing for you. Oh, you know, like, because it was just when we were in our home stage, like, we both were feeling the same thing. It's just when we were in Sydney, we both felt like we were, like, it was, it was very strange for us. I think I think um, we needed, like, we're the type of people that need to miss someone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like, you know, when you, you go on a date, and you can see you try to see that person, and you want to see him again. So you you go back to your everyday life, and then you look forward to seeing them and and the next date. Mm, mm-hmm. So we never got that. We got married, and then bang, every single day we were together. Yeah. Now, obviously, you're not together now, as we all know. Yeah. But it, this has given you somewhat of a high profile now. So I guess if you're heading out on the town for the night, is this profile making it a bit easier or is it actually harder for you to meet women? Depends on how you want to look at it. So <laughs> if you want if you want to, like, how do I say it's a nice way, but, you know, if a, a guy just wants to go out and have some fun, yeah, it's, this profile makes it a lot easier. But if you want to have a serious relationship, you sort of like you're always going to start questioning what they're, why they like you. Yeah. Do they like you for you, you, or do they like you because you're faint, like like a B class celebrity? So A class, exactly. Don't just being too nice. <laughs> hey Jesse, I'm just wondering. Speaking of having a high profile and profiles, are you on Tinder? <laughs> no. I, I reckon I went on for about five. Minutes. I went on. I went on for about five minutes. And I felt. Too, I felt too guilty. I was like, oh no. I could just. I could just see the magazine or the tabloids. Guilty. Like, Why guilty? I know. I just. I could just see the magazines or bloody pro, oh, like yeah. putting out the magazine. And I don't. I don't. I. I personally would. If I wasn't. This, if I didn't have this profile, I would be on Tinder. Right. It's just. Okay. It's just that. Like I could just see the magazines. Writing, yeah. so, so you're twisting pro, their words. You're pro yeah. a Tinder or something like Tinder. Then you think it's a good way to meet women. I I, I didn't use Tinder for a, um, I haven't used it for a while to be honest. I reckon I did use it when I was in America last year. I reckon I love that you um, said that you I was, were in America because I'm just yeah. wondering, Jesse. Just um, American guys, American guys have a reputation of being really good daters. Like they know how to court this, women. Yes, this is and Australian true. Australian guys apparently are terrible at courting <laughs> women. Which, in my experience, I'm sorry, but I got to say this. Yes, I agree. Do you? I mean, what's your approach to, okay. to dating, Jesse? Lay it on I me. Love, I love Americans. Like uh, you know, I've got a lot of American friends, but they don't understand our banter. Like uh, when me and my mates went to America, and we'd like stir each other up, say like call each other names, bad names, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, um, and the Americans, Americans just like, oh my god, these guys are like so mean to each other, and we're, like, they get the they sense just, of humour. No, they don't. So I tell you what. So if you want, if you want to like date a, a really sort of cliche guy with a very sensitive heart. Then you know, date American. 
<laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but here's my thing, Jesse. Americans in their dating culture, it's very obvious. You ask someone out for a dinner date, there's a whole protocol. Australians just kind of bump into each other at a bar. And I reckon this is why so many Aussie blokes get friend zoned. This is true. So you're saying they have no idea how to play the romance card. That's my feeling. Jesse, what do you reckon? I think, uh, you know what, like, you can you can make a date sound really perfect, but two people don't get along. The guy's going to get um, friend-zoned no matter what he does. Right. Yeah. I think, I think if, at the end of the day, if she likes him, no matter if they meet at a bar or they do a really romantic night, she's going to like him. So the, if... romantic night, the romantic night is going to be good, don't get me wrong. If she likes him, she's going to like him. So in the situation, in the dating game, if you are heading out on the town or you are getting back on Tinder, who do you think should be making the first move? Should it be the bloke or should it be the woman? <laughs> That's a good call. I think, um, I think a guy needs to make the first move. But the best ones, in my experience, are the spontaneous ones where you, you're at the bar with your mate and she's at the bar with her mate and somehow conversations start getting thrown each other's way and before you know it you two groups are joined up and you're having a great time that's Jesse, the best one before i let you go before i let you go and i yep. know you're busy you've got to get back out on this dating scene and you know so I'm not gonna <laughs> hold, i don't want to i don't want to salt your game but we saw on the show you were totally romantic and gorgeous and you did so many beautiful, thoughtful things for Michelle. So we know that you can be a total Romeo when the occasion calls for it. But just on the subject of dating and first dates, your view, sex on the first date, yes or no? Depends on how much you guys like each other. Oh, oh so you're not pulling it out. <laughs> so, oh, look, if... if if you go, if you're feeling like okay, my view, if I yes. really like the girl, mm -hmm. um, and we're like just some somehow, if for instance we're in my house or whatever, you know, and we started making out, I, I, I guess I would want her to want to say no, I don't do this, mm -hmm. and then I would respect her and be like, yes, this girl, I wanted, I want to like you know, take further into something more serious. Yeah. But if she ends up sleeping with me, then it's like, well, I'm not going to rule that out, but, like, at the same time, I'm going to question it. Does that make okay. sense? Mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Interesting. Yep, cool. Love it. Well, Jesse, I hope you find... I hope you find the one, because you deserve it, I darling. know, you do deserve oh, it. I you. hope she's out there, and I hope you find her soon. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, you've just been too kind. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. Love talking with Jesse. That was great fun, don't you reckon? It was. It was lots of fun. I'm looking forward to what we're going to be chatting about next week. Wonderful. I'll speak to you then. Speak to you soon. Now, I want to bring in Denny Jones from the School of Attraction to give us a little bit more of an insight into dating. Perhaps he has some tips for Jesse. <laughs> Perhaps he's got some tips for everybody. Um, but Denny, g'day. How are you? I'm very good. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for joining us in the Sweet Spot studio. My pleasure. Can you just begin by telling us exactly what this school of attraction is all about? Like, are you a dating doctor? Yes, I'm a dating coach of sorts. Yes, we create, we have a, 
course that helps guys really um, you know, tap into masculinity and go out there and ask, and ask uh, the females of the world uh, exactly what they want, but without jumping into the natural pitfalls that most, most guys do when, uh, when addressing the dating scene. And this is the thing, like, do you only coach men? And is that because guys need to figure out how to date and women have got it all sorted? Um, look, I think women are, better, are far better communicators than men. That's, that's okay. the truth. Um, but I, I think uh, guys, I think, have a, a lot, lot further to go when it comes to this space. Um, we, we take a lot longer to put up our hand and say we, we have problems in, in this area. So, um, you know, that lack of communication I think is a, is a big big downfall for the male species. So there's a big bridge to gap there, I think. Big, big gap to bridge, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Mind the gap. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Denny, I love the idea of um, helping guys better communicate because that's really what relationships are all about, two people communicating with each other. Yeah. But what, what might lead a guy to you? Is it like, I can't get a girlfriend or I've had so many bad dates? Like, who are these guys that are coming to your dating school? Well, we get a whole spread of, of guys, really, from um, the guys who have come from overseas and don't really understand uh, the, the Anglo-Saxon Western culture and maybe, you know, weren't brought up to approach women at bars. Um, maybe okay. it's, you know, they come from the, the Eastern countries where it's a little bit huh. different, you know, and they need to really um, realign their understanding of the modern Australian woman. Um, mm -hmm. So you've got those ones and all the way to the divorcees, you know, guys who've, who've been uh, married at a very young age and, you know, they're just out of that big relationship and it's, it's like they were never single in the first place. So, you know, they have to be reintroduced into the wild, so to speak, um, with, with a little bit of <laughs> Catch education. Catch release. You know, that's it. That's it. Um, so Love it. At all, at all aspects of life, I think, you know, um, guys are, are wanting to put their hand up um, and, and are really just do better. Um, there could be mm. so many different reasons. Well, good on you. Now, listen, let's talk about the fact that, and I love that you deal with older guys, the sort of the round tours, if mm. you like. Yes, that's because right. Because a lot of them may be completely out of step with the dating scene in Australia right now. So, yeah. Denny Jones, what is the deal with dating in Australia? How are Australians dating Go. Okay, so in the last four years, we've seen a big revolution on the online space. You know, um, we used to look at Tinder with, you know, very taboo-ish eyes. We used to think, oh, online online dating, that's a bit weird. And it had a big, yeah. really bad stigma, you know. The e-harmonies of the world were, like, the only thing that existed. Um, mm -hmm. Now, you can't ignore the, the population shift onto this app. It's 15% of the Australian population is on Tinder. What? Now, if you can think about that and um, the single population. So if you're a man in Sydney, that's over 320,000 single women on Tinder. So think about that, that pool. Um, it's okay. just so compelling. You can't ignore it. That's just the market. So that's the biggest shift, I think. Um, so what I'm interested in then is how does dating culture work online? I mean, you're talking about something flirtation, for instance, it used to happen face to face. Mm. Now it's happening over text. Yeah. So well, how does that work? Okay. So it used to happen face to face, but it used to happen to only the few guys that were able to, to bust through the barrier of anxiety, go over to that girl, talk to that girl, then do well in that conversation and get to a point where it gets flirtatious. Now, okay. um, if you've ever been approached by a 
man, and I'm sure you have. Um, many, 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 I'm sure. Uh, you, guys, you tend to push guys away very early on in the interactions, depending on how they're going. Girls are always Oh, yeah, making... I was just beating them away with a stick. Yeah. Literally. Giant yeah. stick. As, no. as you would, I think. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> but I think girls make, women make a lot of um, micro decisions very early mm -hmm. on. You're, you're biologically, we're thinking, um, oh, sorry, you girls are thinking, is this good? Is this guy a potential mate? Is he, okay. uh, is he worth it, you know? So um, you're constantly assessing how he's doing. Now, that's, that's how it used to be, yeah? Yep. Now, we've, we're looking on the online space and the markets are free for all. Anyone okay. can set their photo up, get a good photo happening and get a, a you, you know, you, you've, you've, you've matched with somebody. So get that swipe right. Um, happening. So it's now um, you can talk to anyone without the fear of rejection. Online rejection is far less brutal than walking up to someone in a bar and then oh. just brushing, brushing you off. So it's, yeah, it's easier. I hear you. I yeah. hear you. Hey, because I mean, I asked a couple of guys out and I got knocked back too, so I know that it stings. Um, yeah. but, but let me just talk then quickly about what are some practical tips that you can give people to make sure that they win on Tinder? Is it all about your profile photo? Because, well, I mean, I've got to say, some of them are so bad. And especially ones that I reckon guys think are good, like them with their shirt off. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, put it yeah, away. Yeah, it's, guys, we, our radar is way off. Okay. Um, <laughs> way off. And, and okay. I've, I've, I've made a female profile just to see um, what the hell is going on there and it's it's, right. it's, it's a car crash what we do <laughs> is men we just don't care that much about our appearance um you know that vanity just doesn't exist for a lot of us mm -hmm. guys um but then sometimes it's too much so we okay. um men are hypersexual in in the way in which we look at women we're very visual and so we portray that guys who want to you know inverted commas get laid or whatever you know might be the the mm. six pack in the mirror selfie dude right mm -hmm. but on the other hand you might have guy with a six pack in his hand drinking with his mates jumping into a kiddie pool sort of dude as well so you've got that <laughs> father contrast. of my children right yeah. there <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you've got like a whole plethora of things that guys really think are funny and you know you know amazing for the mates but uh, I think what we need to realise is men, um, girls, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, you're looking at these images going, can I see myself in that shot? Can I okay. see myself in this man's lifestyle? Um, and that's, that's the window into your life. And you have to truly represent yourself well there. Um, so a smiling face in front of a tropical island winner. Yeah, I think so, you know, and okay. we all like a puppy, you know, or a cute cat. You know, and no other people in the photo, especially no exes. Yes, don't do that. Women mm -hmm. are territorial. I didn't know how much so until I started doing the course. <laughs> wow, it's true. And then what do you think about how soon you need to take the conversation outside Tinder and like try and set up a date? What are the rules in and around that? As soon as possible. As soon okay. as possible, I think. Um, but you need to ask them some really strong questions for yourself. You need to, you need to um, make sure it's worth your time. Because um, what okay. can happen is if you first and I think a lot of girls and guys tend to, to, to find this little burnout on Tinder, is that you see a lot of people that aren't right for you. Right? Okay. So you're, you're throwing caution to the wind, but what's happening is that you're not asking the right questions before you go and meet this person. Because so what's the right question to ask? I think the right question is to, to be honest about what you want. You know, okay. um, um, Obviously try not to have an overextended shopping list for your perfect guy because, you know, essentially that, that doesn't exist. But you have to really understand yourself a little bit and go on a core level, what do I stand for and what's good for me and what isn't. Danny Jones from the School of Attraction. I know I can't keep you all night because you're a busy man yeah. helping save the, the desperate and dateless in Australia. <laughs> but listen, um, 
can we just quickly talk about when we actually are starting to date in the real world, yes. face to face, yes. some of the old questions continue to haunt us. For instance, mm. who pays for dinner? Okay, this is a good one. We get asked this quite a bit and it's um I, I look at it in this way. If you are going, it's a respect thing, and also it's just being upfront. If you're going to say to a girl, I'm going to take you to dinner, that says I'm paying. Yeah? That's okay. just very clear. So if you yeah? ask, you pay. Yeah. Well, if you yeah. say, I'm taking you to dinner, that's okay. the, the insinuation is there. Um, okay. But if that doesn't happen, it's a little bit unfair on anyone to expect anyone else to pay. Like if you went out with your friend who mm. you totally respect, um, mm. you wouldn't expect that your friend to pay for you, would you? No, get, no, good point. That's okay. right. And, and look, I think paying doesn't, doesn't equal respect. So I think a lot of guys, um, when they do pay, expect something in return, you know, for paying for someone's time. And I just think that's a, well, it's a big mess. You do I what love, you feel yes. you're comfortable Preach, with. Preach, Danny. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But on, so, that point, on that point of expectation, mm. what is the expectation with sex and dating these days? Oh, I think the expectation comes from what you lay down. Like, okay. But it just goes. It just goes all out the window. Once it's one of those things that, once you meet someone, if you were on Tinder, you know, and you mm -hmm. got a bit cheeky and a bit flirty on the text, but a you meet that person. A little bit of DTF. Yeah, that's right. See, that's I'm right. Down with the you lingo. might not. Have, yeah, but like when you meet that person, that chemistry might be, might not be there at all. So okay. look, and you might have been um, little Susie housemaker and just didn't want a, that, a bar of that stuff at all. But when you met that mm -hmm. person, he just set you on fire. You know, so it it just really it really depends on on, on the chemistry once you meet each other. You know. Um, okay. But, uh, so be I, open, be straight up, know your boundaries. I mean, yes. these are just these are basic rules that have been yeah. the cornerstone of dating and human relationships forever. But you know, I, times are changing, but the essentials are sort of the same, right? Except um, it's a little bit different with oh, okay. with the ways in which we both men and women see sex. Like, okay. if you can compare us like light switches, men are on and off switches, and women are dimmer switches. Yeah, we're all about the finish. Women are all about the journey. So I think what needs to happen is you kind of need to meet each other halfway. Uh, men, if you do want to do well, you know, attracting women and being sexual, you need to take them on the journey. It doesn't happen at the end of the date. It happens possibly before the date and the way in which you speak to a person. So um, that's showing intent. It's doing a whole host of things that are going to work for you. Excellent. Well, mm. Denny Jones, thank you for taking me on your journey tonight. Thank you. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, <laughs> My pleasure. Good fun. My pleasure. Yeah. Denny Jones from the School of Attraction, bringing us to the end, to the climax, if you like, of this Sweet Spot podcast episode. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes or download at nine.com.au forward slash podcasts. And don't forget to check out the other news on love and relationships over at Nine Honey. And you can catch me on Twitter. I am at Catherine Feeney. It's been a pleasure and I'll speak to you soon.